morning, friends. This is Pastor Steve coming to you from First Methodist Church of Bowie. And today our gospel lesson comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Jesus calls the first disciples. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there on the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled that their partners in the other boats should come to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he who and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. So this is uh, the calling of the first disciples in the gospel according to Luke. And a couple things I want to point out here. So first, this this uh, event takes is uh, is recorded in uh, the gospel according to Luke, Mark, Matthew, and I think also in John. I think it's in, in all four gospels. Um, similar events of course Um, so in this particular case we have um, we're reminded the word it actually begins with the word once once and that is uh, authors or the translators attempt to express a phrase againito day it happened but or it happened now, or now it happened. And what he's trying to show by saying once is that uh, this didn't. This story is not in partic- particularly in um, chronological order. So all the so that so this that it begins again. Genito day in in uh, chapter five verse one, and then again in five verse twelve, the same phrase. And so that tells us that Luke is organizing his materials just as all the gospel writers are. They all have particular um, particular themes that they want to bring out. And um, Mark and Matthew, or Matthew and um, Luke, I'm sorry, um, actually make use of the gospel according to Mark. They have a lot of things in common with Mark. That's why we call these the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
because they have a similar viewpoint. Sin means with and optic is with the eyes or with sight. So there's a, uh, these are called the synoptic gospels. They all have a similar viewpoint and Luke and Matthew make both make use of uh, much of Mark. And then Luke and Matthew also have material that is not included in Mark that comes from another source that they had in common. And uh, the German word for that is Gavella. And Kavella is a word that means source. And so uh, so oftentimes you'll see that um, abbreviated as Q in some of the... It's just a source. We don't know what source it was. It could have been... Um, a lot of a lot of scholars theorize it was a, a common or, uh, oral tradition that Matthew and Luke make use of. Uh, because we know that the, before the before Gospels were started to be written down before Mark was probably the first gospel written most scholars believe before that was written down there were oral traditions that had developed about the teachings of of Jesus and the events of certainly the events of Holy Week the Passion of Christ and all those things so um, from the preaching of the we know that from the preaching of the of the uh, apostles that's recorded in the book of Acts and also in, in uh, Paul's preaching that is recorded in uh, Paul's letters or samples of what we assume Paul could be preaching about from Paul's letters and also from the book of Hebrews, the letter to the Hebrews, which is, a, is itself a big sermon, a long sermon. So that tells us, those t- things tell us some things about how the gospel writers are going about writing their particular books. Oftentimes we think about Luke as being, trying to be the most um, chronological, he's trying to follow a chronological order, Um, but even here in this case we can see that Jesus knew Simon, he's at Simon's house, and yesterday when we were reading, he's at the he entered Simon's house and, Simon, and cures Simon's mother-in-law. Um, so he apparently he knew Simon. The same thing occurs in the Gospel according to John we see in, in there where um, Simon, Peter, uh, Andrew, James, and John have contact with Jesus uh, as disciples of, of John the Baptist after uh, Jesus' uh, baptism in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, they have contact with him there, and then later on they they all go with Jesus to a wedding in Cana, and then they are, then we have, uh, you know, the calling. So it's um, there's a whole lot of things that are going on in here that are thematic in a lot of these, in a lot of the Gospels. You know, each each author has his own particular purpose that he's trying to bring. And in this case, uh, Luke's purpose is stated in very in the first very first verse, where he talks about why he's writing this. Since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down handed on to us by those who, from the beginning, were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I too decided after investigating carefully from the very first 
to write an according um, an orderly account for you most excellent Theophilus so that you may know the truth concerning the things which you have been instructed and so that's Luke's purpose statement so everything that he writes in here is, is in what he calls an orderly account of eyewitnesses and servants of the word who that is those who are preachers and ministers who you know the apostles basically who and what he had learned from them and Peter and Paul primarily because Luke is a friend of Paul's we find that out in in the book of Acts so here he is here's Jesus uh, calling the first disciples so this is our this is our first call story in the gospel of Luke Peter is fishing with his partners in the lake of Gennesaret that's elsewhere called the Sea of Galilee which is the largest freshwater lake in Palestine with about 30 miles of seashore still being used today in fact they found a boat which dates from about the time of Christ um, that they call Peter's boat of course that's you know that's somebody's imagination but it is um, it, it's a sample of a boat that would show you how they how they fished in those days and they were uh, what they called clinker built boats the the boats were made of planks and the planks then were uh, put together over overlapped and then uh, sealed with tar or something like that so that they wouldn't leak and so um, in a similar way that's how the Viking boats were made and other other small boats fishing boats were made like that um, also he's working with his partners in verse 7 we're told that his partners we're not told the names of his partners John tells us the name of his partners were James and, or actually here he tells James and John the sons of Debedee, Zebedee in verse 10 were his partners and um, so that tells us that Peter and James and John are small business owners what we would call today a small business owner well all fishermen are small business owners weren't they because if they catch if they caught enough fish for their to feed their family any excess then would be sold um, you know to there, there were limited resources I mean there are things they could do like they could salt the fish and so they did do that and the main fish that was caught on the Sea of Galilee and is still being caught today is is a, a kind of fish that they call St. Peter's fish and so that's um, that's something that is still being a source of food um, for people today uh, it, it's a, a kind of a tilapia and so if you've ever had tilapia that's also called St. Peter's fish uh, in the Sea of Galilee and so um, in those days, in the early days, uh, tilapia was processed and into a little salted fish, what we would call. In, uh, in the, uh, and so we actually, that shows up as being important in the Gospel of John when, when um, Peter is led into the, the, high, the high priest's house because John was able to go in because he was known to him. Well, how was he known to him? Probably John and uh, James and Zebedee were selling fish to the high priest. So that's how they were known to them. Um, 
at any rate, they were small. They, they were fishermen, so they, you know, to have a boat means you have some resources that you can um, make a living. Jesus' teaching stirred enough interest within Peter that he's willing to listen to him as Jesus and allow Jesus to sit in his boat and then also then uh, to follow Jesus' command to return to fishing even though they, Peter tells him that they had been totally unsuccessful the night before. Uh, and what does Jesus know about fishing after all? Jesus isn't. It was a carpenter. It probably... Uh, I'm sure that Simon Peter knew Jesus' uh, reputation, where he came from and all that. He, he, after all, he had gone into Peter's house. So there's, there's some knowledge here about Jesus, but yet with that, um, the healing that took place and the healings that they saw and all these other things um, that are taking place around them, Peter is willing to put the boat back out, and then they have we have the miraculous catch of fish, which in John, the gospel according to John, um, that happens again at the very end of the of the gospel of John. It's in the it's in the uh, uh, epilogue to the gospel of John when they are out fish they are out fishing, and and Jesus tells them to put their net on the other side of the boat and then they have this miraculous catch of fish 153 fish that is brought in so, so we're not told the numbers here but the, the fishes they caught so many fish that the boat was would have been swamped and then um, Jesus actually had to call his friends to come and also you know let down the nets and, and they also brought in and filled their boats so we can think about some superabundance, miraculous superabundance that's taking place here in this passage. But the catch of fish is irrelevant because Peter is called by Jesus to follow him. And Jesus says, uh, from now on you will be catching people. Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. I like how that is phrased in the uh, New Living Translation. I was thinking about how it literally is in uh, in the text, and it, it says, um, "Do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men." Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a picture of, of the ministry of evangelism and witness that. Uh, that Peter is Peter and the other disciples are being called to, and it's the same ministry that Jesus is Jesus' ministry, right? So they are following Jesus, and he is actually their rabbi, their teacher, and they're learning from him by following. And so that's what a disciple does: a disciple follows the teacher and does what the teacher does. And that's how they learn to be um, witness for Christ. Wesley believed that all Christians were called to be witnesses for Christ, but there's also a special call placed upon some individuals. Um, so he preached a ser couple sermons on that, the ministerial office, and uh, Sermon 99 on obedience to pastors. Maybe some of y'all need to read the obedience to pastors one time. 
I think we all could use that. I was reading uh, today the uh, this ministerial office sermon 115 because uh, I was grading some papers about this particular topic yesterday, um, thinking about how we do things in the Methodist Church, and uh, there's a lot of confusion on that in the, in the Methodist Church, even from people who are lifelong les, les, uh, lifelong Methodists, even from people who are serving as pastors in our denomination. So it tells you that there's some confusion when even the pastors don't understand what we believe and why we do things in the Methodist Church. But uh, that's what I hope that's why they're taking this class helps to help them do that uh, class on introduction to Wesleyan theology that I'm teaching some local pastors. And so that's our reading for today. And I just want to remind you that we are all called to be fishers of men. As uh, I remember the children's song, I will make you fishers of men. Fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. If you follow me. If you follow me. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. So let's go today and be his witnesses as we go from this go out for the rest of our day. Here's this word from the Book of Common Prayer. The Lord has lifted up the lowly and filled us with good things. And let's close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God bless you, friends. I pray that you will go with us. Go with God today and be his witnesses as you walk about. In Jesus' name, amen.